Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. You try to build the illusion. This is very nice, Jared. What do we uh, what do we got on tap today? It's a new track from Laurel. It's called Just So You Know. It just dropped today. Local girl. She's been on the podcast before. She works at uh, the Pint sometimes with Rick. And uh, yeah, it's a dope song. Good song for the weekend. Very nice. I like it. It's a nice vibe. New summer track? Huh? Song of the summer. I actually need to write this down. Who is this? This is the second time I've heard Laurel. Like Laurel. Laurel. L A U R E L L L E. Oh, say Whoa. that again. Sorry. E L L E. Laurel. Two words. Can I get her on Spotify? Or you sure can. Music? She's available everywhere. Whoa. All right. We're doing we'll, that. Right uh, now. We'll include the music. links on the uh, the article for the, the podcast. system. Works. You play local music. Now I'm going to subscribe to this music. So uh, so we've got some new voices here on the uh, not new voices, I guess, but. Just new to the podcast this week. Uh, as always, the ON Radio podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Uh, you can visit our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Chris, this weekend you were at Sherwood Ford. How was that? Great. This is so strange. Yeah, go ahead. Make fun we'll of get me. to that. We'll get to that. But Sherwood Ford is great this weekend. Uh, Dan and myself. Uh, and uh, my wife, Caitlin, shout out to Caitlin, went out to Sherwood Ford this weekend uh, to their adopt Petathon that we've been uh, promoting all month of April. Uh, they had a ton of people out adopting pets. They had a ton of dogs. I really, like, we kind of joked about it all month long about what it would be like, uh, and it was a lot bigger than I expected, and kudos to them, and kudos to Second Chance Animal Rescue Scars um, of the city, and, and, and I think a lot of pets were adopted that day, and it was <sighs> awesome. David told me the number and I forgot, but it's like 40 some, I want to say yeah, it like nuts. it was, it was a lot and yeah, very good initiative. I got there shortly after one when it started and there were lots of pets, but Dan got there maybe one thirty, close to two. Yeah. Um, if you would have gotten there any later, there would have been no 
dogs and cats like to pet. Well, yeah, it when I walked up, out. when I walked up, there was dogs walking out that had been adopted already. And as I would go to pet dogs uh, while I was visiting, people would come over to me and tell me that they've already claimed that dog. And so there was uh, there was a little bit of territorial battle going on, but it was good. Is that why there isn't a dog here now? I was kind of hoping I was going to come oh, in. Oh man, and, like, nation. Already adopted a nation office yeah. Yeah. pet of some sort. So I was coming in a little excited today. Nation dog. The temptation was real though. Like how do you not adopt? There are so many bonded pairs. How do you not walk away with two dogs? So easy. Yeah, it was. And then they they also had kittens there too. There was uh, about, I don't know, 10, yeah. 10 or 12, Ten-ish. which were just adorable. I should say cats as well. But I, I love animals, but I do not trust cats i think cats have a hidden agenda they're evil i think they want i think they really want to kill their owners fair enough yeah but there were these two kittens and they were named bacon and eggs and they had an adorable description with them hey, one of them liked i'm to, sure they're cute one of their hobbies was to watch netflix there's no evil yeah, behind well, they that. plot that's to murder their master I, that's I, I when they're young when they're young they're innocent as they get older they yeah. start to flip and then they start to take over. They're they're going to try and take over the world at one point. We're not yeah. going to see it coming. Now there, there there's there, there's some history here with me and cats, and this is why I have this beef. While I was young, going to Saskatchewan all the time, Mortlach, Saskatchewan, my cousin had a cat named Blackie. Blackie was a beauty. I thought Blackie would go out and hunt all night and just go and in, in, you know crush mice all the time. And like it was, I was like, wow, this is a cool cat. And like it was always so nice in the house. Then. You know, I'm packing up one day to come back home, go back. Blackie's on her perch, staring out the window. She always does, just keeping an eye on her territory. Go to pet her goodbye, this, and, and she's purring. And then all of a sudden, she attacks me and just, like, <laughs> scratches up my face out of nowhere. Like, I was petting her, and she was purring, and then went to a straight attack mode. I'm like, I can never trust a cat again. To play devil's advocate, and I, I'm totally pro-dog and anti-cat, as well but uh there are just as many dogs that will uh easily attack you out of nowhere uh, for no reason i'm yet to be attacked so that's why dogs are still in my good books and i don't think they have a hidden agenda fair all this uh cats and dog conversation is brought to you by sherwood ford if uh, you want to talk to them about maybe getting a car or a truck uh give them a call at 587-860-1538 i'll jump in with a testimonial here I'm 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 the proud driver of the nation truck. Beautiful rig. Uh Sherwood Ford had some great charity initi- initiatives like the one we just talked about, another one coming up where I think the truck's gonna be racing or something. Mm-hmm. Uh and Will so, be is it racing an escort? <laughs> it would du- it'll dust an escort. That EcoBoost engine's got some zip. Anyways, so I we, we gave the truck to them. So they have the truck right now. So they gave me uh once again, like hashtag blast. Uh I get to drive a 2019 Mustang GT. Chris is shaking his head. I don't know why. It's just unfair. It's well, it's not unfair, but I'm and jealous. All, it's, I'm, I'm a taller guy, so it's a, a little bit of a struggle. But man, this thing is a fun car to drive. This thing's got 460 horses. And like, it was funny. Like, I go to pick it up, and they're like, they, I, they give me the keys. They're like, they're like, make sure you have fun with it. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I'm not going to get any speed. It's like, no, no, no. Just like, have some fun with it. I'm like, Whatever. So I get in it. I'm just like driving it for a couple of days. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to have some fun in this thing. And all of a sudden, you just like, you know, you put it in like the sport exhaust mode and you floor it. And this thing just sounds like, just, I don't know, just like musky, like, that works like well midlife this- crisis man, like power Tim Allen grunt. Like it works well it. in this in this weather. 
As oh you can, yeah, as you I've look been fishtailing. Took yeah. a traction Again, control off, snowing. even though they told me not to. And I've been fishtailing. It's been fun. It's been a while since I've been able to do that. At the event, all the Sherwood Ford guys were like, "Oh, does Jay miss the Nation truck?" And I was like, "Hell no! You see the car he's driving? I'm sure he misses it, but I'm sure he's having the time of his yeah, life." Yeah, right it's now. it's like I, the only thing I I am a truck guy. Uh, I like being up. Uh, up above, you kind of feel like you you kind of you kind of feel safe up there, and then in the car you're like down underneath, and you see the trucks like, oh my god, I'm so low, but like, no, it's this thing. This thing is a fucking missile. Have you taken it up and down White Ave yet? No, I, I took it to a show and shine uh, at a Tim Hortons on the north end, uh, and just like stood out, leaned up against it amongst amongst my other car owners, probably just kind of stared shorts. at each other. Yeah, yeah. rocking that. Well, I've been calling it the Blue Dragon. Oh, I like that. Yeah, fair enough. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, so I I mentioned and we and we've just kind of rolled into it, and I love it. Uh, we've we've had a a weird week here at the HQ. Uh, Jared, you've you've been down and out with a cold or a flu or whatever. Bag milk also MIA due to sickness, and uh, and Coom is where? Where's Coom? I don't even know. In the states, someplace. So he's so this, in LA. So today's episode, we have the Nation, Chris. We've got Rick. We've got the Squire, Jay Downton, and then myself, the Nation Dan. It's just been such a weird week, very quiet week at the office. Uh, Jared came out from the hole in his house to say hi to us and to help us with this podcast, and he looks deathly ill, and I'm very, he just coughed. I'm very afraid of him. And now, to end the weird week, I'm, I'm holding my microphone. I'm sitting in bag milk seat. I don't have a mic stand. I feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm looking across from Rick. This isn't how things usually go. Am I go. sitting in your chair? Yeah, that's oh, fine. So my chair is your chair. Yeah, but he's yeah. technically in the host's chair. But he's not doing. I'm any not hosting. hosting. No, well, I can't tell. See, which that's one why this... well, I can't tell which one of you guys is hosting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, there we go. So, <laughs> All right. So Shots fired. It makes sense that this week would be weird at our HQ because it's been a weird week for Oilers news. Uh, the GM watch is on day what 465 of. Uh, of the of the run here, well, I think it's to be fair. I think it started the day after the season ended. Yeah, no, you that's can fair. look, but you really can't talk to anybody else. So yeah, I think if we're being fair, it started the day after the season ended. So let's so let's kind of recap what's happened this week so far. Uh, the the rumblings uh, started earlier this week that the Oilers, or actually, I guess it started when Vegas was eliminated, but that the Oilers were not able to talk to McCrimmon, and they still hadn't talked to McCrimmon as of I believe it was Wednesday. Uh, morning, but now then, we know why. And then the news came out that he was no longer an option for the Oilers. Everybody panicked, freaked out, thought that there was surely a reason that that had happened because of the Oilers doing something. And then within what fifteen minutes, Vegas had announced that they had moved McCrimmon up to the GM position, and McPhee is now the president of Hockey Ops. And uh, and so they protected their guy from coming to Edmonton or Seattle. So the way I see that happening is, I know we. At, Right away, they said, anybody, no one's allowed to talk to anybody on our staff till the season's over, until we okay. And that's fair. I get that. Um, now, in hindsight, we kind of know why. Um, be pretty certain that he sat down with his guys and went, okay, guys, listen, this is why we're not allowing anybody to take any interviews. When we're done, we have a new proposal for everybody, and I want to be able to give you my proposal first. And if you say no, that's fine. Open the door. Do what you got to do. But wait till it's over. Wait till you talk to me. Let me present myself, and then we'll go from there. And obviously, I don't see anybody wanting to change uh, organizations. If you've been there from day one and you've been the number two, 
the obvious next spot is take number one. So I see, yeah, that was just a Vegas thing, and I don't see anything again. There's not, there's no anti Oiler issue in in this. Yeah, it just sucks because McCrimmon was one like one thing we were all hopeful for over the last couple of months, and it was just ripped away. I I have no bad feelings towards Vegas about how they handle it. I think they handled it well. I have bad feelings because they're not the Oilers. Well, I'm upset because I invested a lot of energy in cheering against Vegas so the McCrimmon well, opportunity yes. could be a reality. And that's fair. I, I get that. And that's part of it. So as fans, that's going to happen because we don't have the insight and uh, what's going on inside inside the building. It sucks. But at the same time, why or what has he done that made us want him so bad? Like, I get why, but everyone sits there and picks apart. Hey, what has he done? What has he done? What has he done? The closer he got to being number one, people started telling you why you shouldn't be there anymore. In reality, though, all these GM candidates, we we can take a guess and we can look at their their record, but we don't really know how much input they've had into those moves and and how much like maybe McCrimmon. I like McCrimmon. We talked about this last week for for his the environment he um, was working in in the past two years and 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 how successful Vegas has been. Uh, but maybe we we said maybe he had nothing to do with it. Maybe he was just like a fly on the wall doing the whole thing and he has no actual skills that would help us. We don't know that. We don't. We, we could say the same with all these candidates. That is fair. Um, and so to that point as well, uh, talking about the other candidates, uh, I was just on Sportsnet last night during the playoff game. Uh, they mentioned and kind of confirmed what, uh, what Dusty has been saying, Dusty Nielsen of... Uh, of Oilers Nation has been saying that that Keith Gretzky is out. Um, he is not. He is not on the, at the at, in the list of people that we're considering. Did you mean to say Mark Hunter? No, Mark Hunter was just lower on their list than previously believed. So they said Keith Gretzky is out. Yeah, they said Keith Gretzky is not is not getting an indication well, that he's I'm in the, seeing a bunch of mix. things saying that he's closer than we think. Yeah, and that's fair. And then they they but they the last point that they put out there was the the name Ken Holland, and they said that it's kind of his job to give up now. And I'm okay with him as a poho, but I don't want to see him as the GM. I, if he's a poho, that's fine. I want to see a younger, more progressive guy as the GM. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Ken Holland was the the in the Toronto system, right? Nope. Detroit. Oh, that was Detroit. Hunter. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm this, and even with uh, with Holland, like you said, older system. Uh, he was ranked. Uh, I think the hockey writers, or maybe it was Sportsnet. He was ranked like the 28th GM out of 30 guys like two years ago. Who was 30? Couldn't couldn't tell you. Uh, so Shirelli was 67th for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know too much about Holland, but but I read that and I was like, Ugh. and then I was just you look at Detroit the last few years. The biggest hate about Holland right now is that he kind of blew apart their cow space too. Yeah, uh, it's just a salary. I, we obviously we're Oilers fans, so we don't really watch other teams as in depth as we do with the Oilers. I don't know exactly how. He went to blow apart that cap space. Like if he brought in a couple of bad contracts or it just like, I mean, no, I think you listen just... on the radio and there's all sorts of like, this is a bad contract. That's a bad contract. Okay. I get that. And so I'm not, I'm not against bringing him here, but like I said, I want him in a, in a poho overseeing type of role as opposed to a GM. But from what you hear on the internet, it still says that he really wants to be a GM. I think, the thing with Ken Holland and the knock against Ken Holland has just been, he shows loyalty to his guys, which I mean, not a bad thing, but he shows loyalty in the form of giving them extra, an extra million dollars, that kind of thing. I think like all Shirelli with Lucic. With well, I think all Shirelli GMs do that. It's just that that's a really big change right now. Cause I think we've talked about this before where it's going to be like, you go all in on the guy on his outside of his ELC. So you get him at eight years or whatever. And then at 28, 29 is when you have to start doing the business thing and take your heart out of it mm-hmm. because 
to throw another eight-year contract at most guys at 28. The last four or five are not going to be great years. So if you want to stay ahead of the curve, you kind of have to be the heartless one who says, thanks for everything. We had a great 11 years, but peace out. We're moving on to younger guys. Yeah, the eight-year deal at 29, 28 now is not... It's dangerous. A, it's, it's, it's a death kiss. Like it's, it's not good, but the market is making it so other like teams are offering it and you so yeah, you, you actually have like to, you, to be competitive you feel like you they, have to do it you, you feel like you have to give it to you i guys. know it's, it's got to be super front loaded so like, as gonna, always we always become be there in six teams, years like teams and ownership and man and gms always become their own worst enemy and then we have to have another lockout and be like okay hey, well now we oh. maybe shave that eight years to five <laughs> years and cap it to this and that but yeah those are those deals aren't very rarely will pay dividends Another little tidbit that came out is that uh, Sean Burke is being considered uh, for something within the organization. I like. I don't that. believe it's the GM, but he, I like that. Apparently, his interview blew the doors off of them, and they're uh, they're going to give him something in the organization. So I think that's a guy who can. So we've already heard that scouts were supposed to be let go early, and then I think Bobby didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be the guy to do it i guess you want to leave it to the gm which i thought was kind of stupid um but i think there's some definite pro scouts that are out the door whether they resign quote unquote or you fire them or they you reposition to the hot dog vendor or whatever the fuck you want to do with these guys he is a guy that you can go put in there on the pro side of things and then i like keith as a guy on the amateur side of things and then really at that point your gm we could technically do it because all your if you're listening to if you're listening to good advice, it's going to make your decision a lot better. Whereas Chirelli had not the greatest advice, and then he was yeah. not horribly smart himself. I, so I have a question. Uh, Sean Burke, former goaltender. Yes. How many goaltender GMs have there been, and have they been any good? I was also thinking that. Hextall, Hextall. Hextall was is okay. up in the air. He was okay. Snow? <laughs> Depends on whose perspective. I think Yashin's still getting paychecks, isn't he? He thinks he's a great guy. Yeah, Di yeah. Pietro, I'm sure he's still getting a paycheck. Was too. Holland a goalie? I don't, I don't think so. I, honestly, I you might want to search that. I have a feeling he was. I think there's I can no. See him in some brown pads in I my head. He I don't know why. Be. I don't I, think. I don't think positional matters as much. I'm Jay. I'm just posing comes, the question. No, no, I know, and, and and that's fair. I just like like when you look at football, your offensive linemen are often your smartest guys on the field, uh, and then you got your quarterbacks and. Yeah, well, those guys got to work hand in hand together. Those, they're reading the yeah. same. Yeah, and so those, books, so those are the ones that those are the ones that end up getting the jobs at the end of the day. But and it has, and it works in hockey too, though. You look, go around and look at the the easiest way for us to look at it is like look at look at the guys at the boys on the bus who are still who are still out there doing things. The hop, upper end guys aren't Charlie Huddy still out there, Steve Smith still out there, Kelly Buckberger he's around somewhere. Uh, you know, you'd look at it like one of the up and coming coaches out there. He wasn't a part of that era of the Oilers, but Rocky Thompson, none of these guys were, you know, upper echelon players. They were all the character third line, fourth line type of guys. And I think you do learn a lot more from there. You have to, you learn how to make a team for one because the rest of the guys are almost giving it to them. You learn a lot more that way. I think it's been uh, almost 15 years since Burke has played in the NHL. So I, there's 15 years of learning. It's been that long. Yeah. 2000. It's been a long time, man. Well, wow. 13 we're years. Old. Yeah. Uh, so so that's lots of time to kind of get the goaliness out of you and, and learn more about the game. So you're, the you're, you're, you as a goalie admit you have to get the goaliness out of you. To no, but if, if you think that him being Just a curious. goalie is going to influence his the way he thinks, 
I, I got I gotta jump in here. I just gotta give myself a fucking shout out here. I was right. Ken Holland was a goalie. There you go. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Told you brown oh, pads. I can see it. Speaking, yes. uh, Rick mentioned good teams, and you know who has a good team? Sherwood Ford. Sherwood Ford, the Giant, has one of the best teams to be able. To- Chris, stop giving me that look. <laughs> Sherwood Ford is Bank amazing. They have the Bank best teams too, and you stopped. What do they have the best teams too? To sell you a car ah. or sell you a truck or sell you whatever you need or adopt a pet or, or adopt, adopt a, a pet. pet. Amazing initiative by them. I don't know if you guys have seen it on social media. Uh, if you follow at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, uh, you may have seen it. Uh, there's been a recent uptick in the number of photoshops uh, surrounding this podcast and Sherwood Ford as well. Uh, at Mick Tuft one, oh, he's been active. Did, uh, yep. did a did a nice little Photoshop of all of us, all of the boys in a 1986 Ford Escort oh, GT. Uh, so hopefully that. Uh, Hopefully that turns into something. Jay was way uh, Jay, in the back. Of that Jay one. was a little bit of an afterthought on that one, but that's okay. He uh, he was just in the back window, kind of chilling out. I was just happy to be aboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair and enough. Also, shout out to Melanie at yes. Melfisk Five, who uh, who did a painting, a, a very talented painting of the nation truck, yeah, and was, uh, tweeted it. I was going to let the driver of the truck mention. No, that no, one. yeah, I've been. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I gave her a shout out, uh, and we've been talking a little bit on the social medias. Uh, but yeah, no, amazing painting. It's now the. I don't know if that's the my background. Is it an actual painting, or is it just? It is. I had to initially. I was like, "Is that a painting? You have to like zoom in. It is a painting. Like we're it's we're looking picture. at it right now. This is a great so that visual not, medium. That's not just done on the computer. Like that's oh no no like I, it's actually it's actually painted. That looks painted with a hand. Yeah, so a like hand on a brush. Like well, how do we get the that de- thing in, in here? And the detail is amazing. Like, how do we yeah. get that in here? I think we gotta we gotta find a way to get that and frame it. Well, I think that's got to go in the podcast room if it ever gets built. The if it is getting built, I I went down in the basement and I saw that there's been room re- reallocated to the podcast. There's some other things happening as we build out the kitchen for Little Brick. Trust us, we hear the podcast room getting built every single day from the upstairs. Yep, I'll trust you. Then I'll trust you. It's a thing. Yep, I it 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 will be a thing that we can operate in at some point in the early summer. I really believe. Ooh, well, at this rate, who knows the early summer is? Weather wise, we may never still watching snowdrop. But uh, but yeah, if you want to talk to our friends over at Sherwood Ford, that's at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant on Instagram. Or give them a call at 587-860-1538. Okay, before we get off this GM thing, I got one one more issue to bring up. Chris, you said that when it came to McCrimmon, you couldn't quite get behind him just because you weren't sure if he had much to do with things behind the scenes, correct? No, I said, In Vegas? I said the opposite of that, uh, but I'm just saying that we really don't know. Okay, perfect. How do we know then that Keith Gretzky was... 100% on board with any of the Chirelli moves. That, we don't. That's it. Yeah. But it's but it's so the should guilt we not by take our foot off the shit a little bit then and give the guy a little bit of space because he wasn't an old boys guy. It's the he regime. has only been here for a bit. And I think we've all worked under bosses who we've put in our two cents and the boss overruled said, no, we're going to go this direction. And then you were you're like, well, if you want to keep your job, you you start nope. working I in, love in the direction all of, of my boss. bosses, and I've never had any issue with any boss. <laughs> you're 100%. Had. 
You're 100% right, though, and that goes the same with anybody else. We as fans, as like we're glued in on online and stuff, but in reality, we have no tell on what these guys actually have to Perfect, offer. Perfect, because I have been quite vocal on Twitter in the last day or two or three now. <laughs> You're on just, Team Bob. It's, it's <laughs> quite evident. Tr- just trying to say, you know what, let's not shit on these guys right now already. Like, I mean, if in that position, do you care what said on Twitter and, and out there in the fandom world. Cause if you do, like we say players don't want to come here because the fans can get on them. Well then why the hell would a GM want to come here? Because the oh, fans are going to get them just as bad. But I don't think, worse. I don't think that it's a surprise to any GM that's possibly coming in for this job or a player then that it is toxic or a player as then. right now. And, that's and, not uh, toxic. No, it's passionate. Uh, no, I know, but it's, you make but two it's, good trades and we're going to carry around on your, da- on our damn shoulders. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think that there, I believe, and I, I mentioned it this week in the mailbag, that I think that this that this job right now could be looked at as career suicide. How many people? Oh, it could be the exact opposite. How many, no, no, I agree with that. No, no, I agree that the other side, the flip side, always is every job you could career be a hero. suicide. Then look at Chirelli. But, but look at the Oilers, all the management types, all the coaches that have come through here since the decade of darkness plus two, and and where have they ended up? I think the only two people that we can say were successful when they moved on is Tom Rennie, who replaced Bob Nicholson. Well, he and went then, to Team Canada, so yeah, that's, and then, is, yeah, that's fair. Todd Nelson is now He's an coaching. assistant coach in Dallas. Yeah. Think of like, think well, of what, anybody no, else. we got yet to say Aikens didn't do a great. Oh well, it was different. That was that was a weird situation. He's more of a veteran type of coach with a rookie and a rookie team and a rookie coach and a rookie oh, GM. That was just a bad situation. But he's still out there doing stuff. He's still he's, on. The, he's, he's still on in the, the cusp AHL up. for sure. But and then I, we look at some of the, like I brought it up before. You look at like a Charlie Huddy, who was a part of the Oilers coaches, yeah, that's and fair. he's out there doing stuff. Steve Smith, he left Carolina to go to Buffalo because they wanted him. To, they wanted to bring him in to help with Rasmus Dalin. Maybe you're an optimist and have I'm confidence. Definitely an optimist. Yes. I respect your optimism. I really do, and I fucking drink the Kool Aid on everything. Yeah, but like I just, <laughs> I just need to see positive shit happen now. I we've been. We have, trust me, the nation has been around for what, 11 years Just about. and we have been professionals at finding the silver lining and oh, yeah. all the shit we've been handed to us mm-hmm. for so long where now I'm actually just like, I just, I just, I, I need Aren't to, you? I need to see some things as a stop and, and, and stop believing that everything we're doing is right. I was trying to find when it initially was announced, even though my heart dropped to my stomach, that maybe we do want Brandon Manning. I was I was trying to have that <laughs> so argument I. in my I head. Said he's going to come in here. But that stand needs to up stop. I, those are, I shouldn't even have to fucking ask myself that question. Well, we were trying to make excuses for Pete. Pete's gone. The cancer is gone. Is it though? Yes. You think it's all removed? No. We. The, the I, 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 you know what I think? Sure. I think? I think. I think where the cancer got spread to has been removed. I don't think the the nucleus or the core of where it started has been. I think we've established that nickel. Nicholson is the nucleus after his, uh... and he's a brand guy. So yes, he was wrong in not bringing in a hockey ops guy to begin with. He brought in a guy who was hockey ops and GM, and then he needed to be quicker on the trigger of getting rid of this guy. So instead of whenever he went, he should have gone at the beginning of last season. So listen, and he's admitted that that he needs to be quicker on the trigger on the hockey ops yeah. side of things. So listen to this. Uh, Elliot Friedman was on Tim and Sid this last week. I'm reading a tweet from Christian Pegnani who uh, quoted it. Uh, and he said, from the beginning, 
He said Friedman said that from the beginning the Oilers wanted to promote Gretzky, but they're fearful of the reaction. I think of course, most te- I they think need most, to be. So and wh- that's I agree with them. I agree. The optics of that are horrible. Yeah. So what if they what if they've had their decision made this whole time There's, and they're no 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 because all these guys reporting that we've gone through you know all these interviews and seconds and thirds they would have been they, they, somebody would know out there that we have not been doing the job properly. Well, it could just be for show. But they and- I think they they've been they've gone out. You don't hold meetings like this and interviews like this if you're not actually listening to the But guys. Dusty mentioned this uh, this week on the uh, on his Inside the Nation on Monday that he has been heard or he has heard or he has, he has reason Hearing. to believe that the uh, team has been floating out false rumors to try and of course to try and throw off the, of course the they sense, have been so. like they look at the look at the fucking media puppets and you can assume who I'm talking about that have been pro fucking Keith Gretzky trying to you know, trying to trying to steer the narrative and get us to to, to tilt over. Like, well, it's, yeah, I'm, it's I'm concerned it's jobs. a foregone conclusion, and that and it's it's it is circumstantial. Like, I feel bad for Keith Gretzky because the fans don't want him to get promoted because his last name, his last name. But it doesn't even matter if it was Gretzky. I don't it could it could have been him. could have been freaking Keith Handyman, whatever. That's a middle name. Sure. <laughs> It doesn't matter if they're promoting from within, and and the within is rotten. It looks bad. Doesn't matter who it is. I agree with the object, but I think almost every team out there in this situation wants to be able to promote from within. Every company, yeah, you out do. there you, wants to. Vegas was super pumped to promote McCrimmon, but McCrimmon like, that's different. McCr- well, why is it? Because they're so they're so new and young, and they're only two years in. No one's really successful. had time to blah blah yeah, blah. They're yeah. successful, so it they're makes two sense. Years in, the narrative is the there, first but year, it doesn't matter. And they got you know what? They're better than us. Yep, hundred percent. They're fucking better than us. We need to be better than us. So we got to get rid of the shit that's the past, and we need to put in new, proper, winning. Like like I said, the whole culture needs to change. I think, like I said, we can tell like the room was trying to. They kept saying that they're playing for themselves or playing for themselves. I think they detached themselves from try to detach themselves from the organization because it is a mess up there. No, because Nurse even said earlier this week that he's got an eye on this on on what's going on right now too. Of course he does, but uh, so you can't separate separate yourself from the organization if you're not like fully. But invested players are going to say happen. the right thing. Well, they're going to uh, play that game. Speaking of players saying the right thing. Uh, this week, uh, did everybody hear Milan Lucic's comments? Thank Lord Thank I God. did. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lucic was on a, a Vancouver radio station talking about, uh, talking about the possibility of coming back to Vancouver. And when I say that, back, do you know how that, that was brought up at all? I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know we all heard interview. the, we all heard the quote. Or whatever. So I got, oh, some, yeah. I got some quotes from it. Um, it's so speaking to the fact or the question of, would he ever come back to Vancouver? Vancouver being his home, so coming back to his home, uh, it would definitely—it's definitely something that potentially could happen. Whatever happened from 2011 and that type of stuff, it's all water under the bridge. It's still a place I love to go home to. It's still a place I love to visit. So that's so reaction to that. Perfect. Well, well, yeah, it's nice that he said that. It doesn't mean that it can actually happen. It's weird that he said that. It's, just, it's weird that he's gone that far. Well, okay. Saying that, I'll, well, I'll knowing tell you, full well he's got two, three to four years left on his contract. The trade's not. It's really weird I, to see that. I will tell you why I think if it's there's weird not that something out there, if you, there's not something out there. Do you remember about uh, when he, he was playing for Boston? And this is in the off season, and he got into like, or that might have been in season, but they were in Vancouver. And he got into like a incident outside of a bar, 
and it was he was getting heckled or some some kind of thing, and he obviously took matters in his own hands. Was like playoffs? And, and that, which, was, which, that was after the cup final. Which is what Lucic does. But the result of that, like there was comments saying how he would never want to play in his hometown because yeah. of that incident. He said he was disgusted and outraged with Vancouver fans. Man, could you? what did we do to Mike Comrie on the way out the first time? And it was open arms when he came back. Yep. Fans... I fan, wasn't. Fan. I wasn't on the anti Comrie. No, but okay. But we're a little more even keel. Whereas there's a lot of people out there who want the worst. I, we you read it, you hear it, you try not to be a part of those people. You try and you know, okay, now I have to be a little more objectionable. But every time I talk, because I don't want to be one of those guys, you're going to be brought back in. Like the the cup loss is well done. Over, they would love to have him come in and say, you know what, I'm here to make sure little Peterson kid over here doesn't get beat up. I hope they so. would love him for that. I just find it weird that Lucic made those comments. Like, sure, he he may be referring to like after his contracts up in Edmonton, and he still has some career left. He oh, could go. God. Is there some? Well, no, you never know. Jesus. But maybe that's what he was thinking. But I just find it so strange that he made those comments, knowing what the Edmonton media. I hope he's playing like. a game. I really hope, and I really hope it, it does actually lead to that. Because, like, trust me, I was I was on Team Lucic. Like, I really wanted it to work out because I love that style of player, but. It's not working here, so if we can if we can get rid of him and have him maybe flourish somewhere else, whatever, I'm willing to accept that. But I don't mind if like the, obviously the rumors are saying if if this is, if this is a legitimate trade, we'd have to take back Louis Erickson. I think I, people. I, I think I, that name just popped out because people went through. Okay, we got to go well, contract for contract. It, it needs to blah, be. Blah, 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 blah. It needs to be. Hey, listen, I do that right away because Erickson's got what one or two years less. Yeah. He's got no, so he's got no trades, not no movements. He's got no trades, which means you can save a million and point zero two or whatever the hell and ship him down to, uh, down to Manningville. Yep. Bury him. So the comments, those comments were, were pedestrian, I guess, mm-hmm. comparison in comparison to this next quote. But first, speaking of getting rid of stuff, how about getting rid of those nasty smells you have in your house, your home? your car, your equipment, your locker room, wherever you are. Our friends at thepogstore.com will be able to help you out with that. They, uh, they have a, a new product. It's a new-ish product. It's, it's, uh, we've been talking about it for a little bit on the podcast, um, but it is a, uh, a unit that can be portable. It's rechargeable. It gives you 8 to 10 hours of battery life. It's been used by, when I said locker rooms, I meant it. It's been used by multiple NHL teams multiple NFL teams. Uh, the the product, what it does is it attacks your odors, your mold, your mildew, the bacteria, the staff, and MRSA. And it eats that stuff up and spits out clean, <laughs> fresh air afterwards. Great ad read. Thanks, bud. You know what's cool about that, actually? Uh, Pog has some photos of... Uh, there's a Canucks player specifically, I can't remember. But but in the background, it's a post-game interview. In the background, there's two pogs like sitting in the stalls, and it's like great branding. It's perfect. And it and it helped you with your your equipment as well. Yeah, it did. And actually, I was gonna mention that I uh no longer am using it for my equipment because I haven't played in two months because it's summertime. Yep. Uh so I moved it into my vehicle. Oh. So I just uh turn it on for uh, the one hour or three hours when I park it for the You park it and you leave it? And it smells fresh. Perfect. It's great. So if you want to uh, to find out more about the Pog, you can visit thepogstore.com. And they're on Twitter and Instagram at thepogstore as well. If only we can install a Pog in 
like Oilers HQ. That's fair. And to clean up the fucking stench that is in there right now. Yeah, that's fair. So so with Lucic's uh Lucic's comments, the last the, the thing that I think set a lot of people off was his comments towards the Canucks in uh, specifically. And his quote was, I think the Canucks right now are a very exciting team. I love what Jim has done as far as building a team within and developing players. I think Travis has, had gone a really John had done a really good job as well from the coaching standpoint. It's an exciting team. It's a growing team. You never know what the future has in store for you. He's just uh, planting a seed to yeah. con- for Canucks fans. And this takes us back to in it last year when I know a couple of people reported that he had asked out. I know we had heard through our little small group of people like to tell us stories that we had heard that they would request that they want out. Yep. Um, and then when his agent came out and denied that, everybody well, it just took loopholes. Frank Cervelli like, out to the woodshed. No, Milan did not ask for it. Well, of course, Milan didn't ask for it. You did. Yeah. Like, stop hitting the loopholes with it. Well, everybody knows he wants a fresh start. Why would you want to be here at this? He's He has more money than he knows what to do with. At this point in your career, I'm sure you want to make some money, but enjoy your life too. So Yeah, he's not having fun. He may have like a 10-team list that he's willing to go to, but I'm going to tell you that t- that list is probably 25 because he'd like to get out, get a fresh start. And yeah, they may not be in the list, but if you went up and said, hey, guy, this isn't on your list, but <laughs> you'll get out it. of Edmonton. Yeah, so I think he jumps on it. Going around the table, do we think Lucic is still here at the start of the season? Start with you, Jay. Yes. No. Yeah, I think so. Okay. No, I think like unless we like it's can we move him? I I guess but bad like, con- bad contract but, or bad contract. We've seen so many bad contracts moved in the NHL. Yeah. yeah, it can be done. But are the Canucks better with Lucic or with Louis Erickson? I'm not saying he's going to the Canucks per se, but just like in that okay, instance. But, like, so this is an o- this is an opening for us because before we've been talking about packaging a prospect or somebody with Lucic to unload his contract and 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 all of us around the table have been totally against it. only if it was bad we've always said you could go bad contract for bad contract no but it you know it's going to be like could, yeah. RV or somebody no. well then no, you go the- bad contract for bad contract so we take our bad well, one oh, I know. and we ship it over so there because we've never really had an opportunity like that now this is an opportunity it's an opening with the Erickson thing and and now we're seeing it and I hope our managers see it I don't well, I don't sure I, I don't do. mind the Erickson thing because there is potential offensive upside but uh, my question to you, because we just did the round table, if uh, Lucci just staying, if he's going to be here or not, if we trade him with a prospect, which one would you want to package him up with? Uh, Again, it depends on your, res- well, on your return. What would you pick? Because uh, I, I want the best return possible, 2020 first round pick. Okay. Wow. But but I I think we leverage that for something else. But I, I'm, I'm saying so like current said, prospect, like in the system. Like, he has to be a defenseman. So what would come back? Yeah, which one? You got to name one. Uh, well, this is going to sound Don Cherry-ish of me, but I like the Jones and I like Bear, not because they're North American, but I just kind of like that. Uh, so I want to keep those two. Boosh isn't going anywhere. So it's really uh, Lajeson or or um, Pearson. I think, oh. I think if you're talking to Prospect, just from everything I've read from the Oilers uh, side of things, I think Maximoff would be the guy that goes. I think he's had a great. I think he's had a great. Oh, we got Sam run. This is a great, great season, and and uh, the the organization just doesn't like. Stoffer put out his tweet of his top twenty prospects, and Maximoff wasn't even on it when he when he had more points than like Hero? half the guys he listed. Yeah. Who so, do you think? I'm okay with those. I'm okay with uh, Lajeson, um, Person. 
Yeah. When I when I think of uh, them bundling up Lucic to get rid of cap space, I think of like Puliyarvi Yamanoto, which I'm fearful of. I absolutely don't want. But that's I don't my... think you get much. I don't think there's much. Um, there's much worth in in Puliyarvi right now. Yeah, I think which I, I'm so thankful for because I want to see what he can do next uh, I, year. I, yes, yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm glad he's almost broken yeah. goods right now. But what what would we get in return for Lucic? Like a pick or something? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. Yet, well, first we're of all, like you go value. back on. So if it's for Louis Erickson, then, well, then I that's might... straight up. That's a one for one. But that still screws us. Sure, there's potential offensive yeah, upside. But, but I'm saying if we, if we, because if we're packaging up a prospect, we're essentially getting a fourth round pick or something in return. Yeah, but right? we have we all we have six mil in the bank to. Yeah. So who are we giving up? Who do you want to give up as a prospect to get Lucic off the books? Any anybody from the Condors except for uh, Bear. Jones. Yamamoto, Jones, and uh, McLeod's down there now. Benson, uh, McLeod, Benson, and uh, not Maximov. The other Dan guy, Rodella? no. Well, Maximov, I, I almost wouldn't want to give up. He's not sure. there though. Samarukov, yeah, Samarukov. No, no, no. He's still well. No, he's still Samarov, playing. Samarukov, Samarukov. No, no, no. You don't move that guy. He's still in the OHL. You don't move that guy. He's I like, think he's I like th- willed his team into the second or the third round now. I think I well, you're, you're right. It has to be one of the defensemen, but I think I would trade Bear. See, I think if I'm if I'm taking on Lucic's contract, I would take Bear. I wouldn't settle for anything less. Like it's got. I think you got to because like we got we, we've got our offensive right handed defenseman now in the system. It's not Bear. It's Bouchard. I think so. We, well, we can have two, but I know. Well, I, I know you. I know you. I know you can have two. I get what you mean. But like we're 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 deep on D right now. Yep. I think and Bear. I think I think this season he's taking a step back because we're not hearing his name as much as we did before. Uh, well, he was hurt early, and I think he was okay. He's had some injury problems, and he's been okay, and he's been on a steady upcline. Yeah. But it's because of Caleb Jones that you're really not hearing him because Caleb's stealing on Thunder. Yeah, and that's fine. Which is perfect. Yeah, which is great. So I, I, I think that's what I I would do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get rid of Puliarvi because I really want Jesse Puliarvi to be an awesome Edmonton Oiler. And dude, you can get him for so cheap. Like, obviously, he needs a contract right now, right? So if I'm his agent... Man, if you're his agent right now, do you only take a two-year because you think, listen, he's going to prove himself? Or are you sitting there? Do you have any doubt in your mind and go, okay, well, if you're, if we can get a six-year out of you right now, we jump on it because that's guaranteed money. You think money. the Oilers would offer a six-year deal? All right, I'm just I'm just speculating here. And I've, six, probably not. I don't think the Oilers do it either. I think it's a two-year bridge. Yeah, I think like, I, if, 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 if yes, he's really feeling good, and he can do it one year, but there's no certainty there. Like I think you're going to get a two year bridge. I don't I'm even know okay what the with, dollars. I'm okay are. with that. I'm okay with that. But, I'd love to see a four or five, but that's probably a big risk. Yeah. Speaking of deals, uh, this week it was announced that the season ticket packages. Are, Anytime you lead in, I think you're right. going to say an ad. Yeah, I'm waiting that, for. I'm waiting good. for. A he was up good. all night working on his, on his transfer. <laughs> well, like, any, but anytime you take over, you're like you know, you open up something. Like, oh, yeah, what are we selling right I gotta, now? Yeah, I got to yeah. jump you all around. So, so it was announced uh, this week that the season ticket holder package uh, is up for renewal. Uh, there's been a couple of new developments, and I just kind of wanted to hear your guys' opinion on things. I'll list them off here. Uh, the first thing, of course, being that there was no increase in ticket prices for the first time ever that I can remember. There not being uh, any increase there. Uh, also, you're going to get a 15% discount on food and beverages. There's going to be monthly open practices. Individual game tickets will be available to you at season seat prices. Extended printed home privileges. Uh, season seat tenure recognition program, whatever that means. Uh, weekly arena tours and season seat holder experience draws. 
So I know that myself, I have quarter season seats. Rick, you have what half yeah, half, half third, season? Depend, yeah. And and Jay, you're in on some season seats as well. What do we think of uh, what do we think of the efforts of the Oilers here to try and keep the season seat holders around? I've I've got two comments. Do we know if beverages extends to beer? We don't. I that would assume hasn't no. Been confirmed like uh, yeah, I don't think yeah they would. I think they would have been pretty clear on yeah. that. Uh, so I I would like some clarity on that. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and just assume right now it's all encompassing until told otherwise. And if it if I'm told otherwise, I'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Secondly, why wasn't this always the case? Open practices happen all the time across the league. Oh yeah, I mean some of those, some of the. I mean, it makes arena me feel tours bad. we should be doing. We got a, the the best arena in the league, and yeah. we're not giving people like our season ticket holders tours of this. Oh, thing. they should be showing it off two, three times a oh. week. That's a that one was a weird one. That that's like that that's like a new thing that they've just come up yeah. with that they haven't been doing all along because this is this is supposed to be a gem of the city that we all paid for. It's weird that they haven't done it before. But I like but the fact trying. that they're here yeah. now. No, I, yeah, and I exactly. don't expect them to say, you know, everything's half price or something stupid because of the last 10, 12, 50, whatever years. You can't go back and apologize for the past. What you can do is try and incentivize your season ticket right now, which they should have done before, but they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And forgetting the past, I like that list. I'm okay with that list. I mean, could you do a little bit more? For sure, but... If it, extends, gonna, if, it booze, it. if it extends to booze, if it extends to booze, I think, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I like it. Like, I just, yeah, I wish it like, yeah, I'm going to forget the past. I got to stop shitting on it. But, uh, yeah, no, I think if, if that is the offering, at least, at least you feel some value and appreciated as a season ticket. Or like, wow, I, I, I got to do a arena tour where like people who don't can't like there's, you're providing a premium experience and the tickets at, and the tickets at a cheaper price. I like that too. Yeah, I don't know f- how much my opinion matters because I don't have money invested. It doesn't matter. We can move on. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same with you guys. If I did have money and I'm like on the brink of leaving, um, I, I would probably stick around for the, these benefits. At least another year. I mean, like I said, it's not going to go and erase the past, but I don't think you can do that as a business. What you can do is try and create a, a nicer future, and I think that's kind of what they're doing here. I've seen a lot of Twitter like, oh, that's not going to change... Like I said, you can't change that. Don't expect them to come out and try and apologize and give you shit because whatever. This is going forward, starting fresh. Yeah, I like it. It's hilarious, though, because just looking at this list, there are three things that aren't labeled as new. Uh, dedicated account coordinator, season seat holder events, and 50% discount at the Oilers store. Are those the only three benefits that you guys got? You used to get uh, Oilers bucks, depending on the season. was a was mm-hmm. a perk. Uh, they also have. They still hand those out this year. They have like a lithograph. Thing they didn't hand they it out the out. first year in Rogers because we got the jersey instead. Right. Yeah. So there's there's always been like little perks above that, but those are the main ones. That okay. You get the discount, and then uh, I don't even know. I I didn't. My season seats are up high enough that we never had a dedicated uh, season seat director or whatever. Nobody but, called you. No. You didn't have one person you could refer to. Uh, not a specific person. We had a number to call, and then you just get you get a call center kind of treatment which is oh, fine like I'm it, assuming they're always whoever good answers but. that are the agents if you will yeah. i don't think you get specific ones like no. 202 and two, which is fine yeah ones, but there are five, ten, whatever amount of people out there that are just there for season ticket holders yeah but but yeah um so as always this podcast is brought to you by our friends i didn't have to do a segue there to the pog at the pog store.com uh where they uh they will give you all you need 
to be able to get rid of and attack all those nasty smells you're dealing with in your life. Whether it's on the go, like Chris and his nasty smelling car. Thank you. Or you're like me at home and your nasty smelling bathroom. <laughs> I have replaced uh, my fan in the unit that I rent, uh, the ceiling fan, with a pog now. And uh, the woman that lives upstairs has never been happier. That she doesn't have to hear the sounds. It's the sounds that she's happy about. It's the not sounds the, of the fan. It's not the, the sounds not of the, the fan. I, I took it. This, not the, the, other, not the, other, the other sounds. No. Um, so, yeah, if you, uh, you want to check out what they have to offer, thepogstore.com or on Twitter and Instagram at thepogstore. So, uh, we've talked a lot of Oilers, and that's been great. But there is still games going on. Uh, I don't know if how many people at this table are watching it. I know Bag Milk just hates watching anything not Oilers, and I respect that. Oh, 100%. I flip in and out because I like to watch hockey. I'm not cheering for any teams right now. I'm still cheering against one specific team that ruined my life back in 2006, oh, and God, I will never forgive them for it. And I don't care. Pistol right now. I don't care what they do after a win in the regular season. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, they You're can do the hokey there. pokey. I don't give a shit. Get them a real the fuck jerk. out right now. You're I'm not gonna. Ch- okay, but, I'm, I'm not gonna forgive a team who ripped my heart out just because they like to d- play basketball on the ice after a win. You have to do a hell of a lot more to win me back. How about Evander Holyfield punching out one of your players? No, I wish you did punch him. <laughs> you should have hit him. You're thinking about the the logo on the chest and not the numbers on the back because there's who do you only play for. What? Who do you play for? Why do you think the Yankees don't have any number have any num- have any names on the back? Because you play for the name on the front. The name on the back means okay, nothing. You have you have to admire what Carolina's doing right oh. now. Oh, they have t- they only have two players that were on uh, the 2006 team, and one is their coach. So, and they're playing with like no skill on their roster. Half their roster is injured. Uh, their backup goalie is playing right now, and they're still they're up three nothing. Their in a backup goalie right used to be a Toronto Maple Leaf and a Calgary Flame. I hate him even more now. <laughs> okay, fair, but it, it's it's still almost miraculous how successful they are right now. Well, and great. It's, it's, the mir- the miracle on ice or whatever. I hated that too. Well, I'm sorry. You're cheering for Russia. Yeah, sure. Get the states. <laughs> get, the, get the U.S. out. I still haven't seen that. I was movie. cheering for Finland or Sweden. Respect the Scandies. The thing about the second round is though. All the entertaining team, most of the entertaining teams have been knocked out. So I'm not, I'm just not really interested in watching. Um, I think that I think Two that we have isn't as fun as watching one underdog beat a big. Guy. <laughs> but Correct. I think we have kind of the benefit of of looking or not looking back in this one, and I I do believe that most second rounds don't live up to the same hype as the first round, just because there's more teams, there's more storylines, there's four games a night. It's 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 just a more first round's the best, and there's fights in the first round. Yeah, I love it. Um, but there has been there has been a fair share of controversy. Oh yeah, uh, Twitter has been up in arms about some things. Uh, arms, yeah, uh, it's got wings. One of the things was uh, everybody's favorite player to hate, Brad Marchand. I love him more and more right now. Punching the back of uh, punching's aggressive. That was no, hey, it was punching is aggressive. Hey, it was, was a, a long punch. Tap. That was not a punch. The definition of a punch is an arm. Extended a blah 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 blah. That was was a love tap. That was so. Was that a headshot then? Yes. Please get all yes. Oh my god! If you're gonna call that, then they have to go back and go get Drew Doughty for elbowing Connor. Yeah, like a face face. wash is a is a headshot then. I'm not saying it's a suspendable headshot, but the dude was if it wasn't even in a penalty. Yes. Do I agree that he should have done it? No. No, But is it? 
It's a bad? dick. No. Oh yeah, no. It's a I'm dick like, moved by a dick player. I love it. It's yeah, so playoffs. It's, man. I love it. It's so cheeky, and Marshan knows how Perfect. to ride the line better than anybody. Exactly. It was just man, like and stomping on the stick. Oh, love loved it. Loved it. Yeah, loved I it. love that stuff. But the, so good. That's the what the dude playoffs is, are. I know. He's on his knees. Like he's not doing anything, and Marshan just pops. That's him. why you do the it. The only thing I don't like about what he did is he did it and then skated away, away right away. That's what you that, have to well, do. But though. in this, no, but in this I know. NHL, do it, if but you like, do it and stay there, then what's the point of doing it? If well, you do it, skate away. You piss off everybody. Yeah. Nobody saw it happen. Now you skate away. Like mm, the rest. Are I know, but still, yeah, I like I like home. being uh, I like people who play accountable, and so just to kind of like. The thing is, like is about that, I was like, Marshawn. I still love, like, I still, I don't mind it. the act. Bring that man in here right now. And then you bring the story behind it. Marshan hadn't had a point in three games before that, so he's obviously pissed off. And then he does this, and and and, and it riled everybody up. Look how they did last night. Exactly. So I mean, I love. That's the type of player you want on your team. That's the type of player we don't have. My concern is if what if Tom Wilson did that? Uh, I'm still the same way. I love Tom I have, Wilson, I have, trust me. But like, If I'm going to sit here and say I like it out of one, I have to like it out of all. Now, that punch was probably borderline on how hard you have to do it to get yeah. away without having too much. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Do you think the NHL should have not suspended him, but like just reached out to him or something? They, uh, well, instead of handling we don't know it if they did or didn't, but well, he we knows do, damn well. We do know that they, they reviewed it and they didn't give him any, it's not suspendable. any retribution, but they did say that the Bruins were going to deal with it internally. Yeah, sure. That was, yeah, probably so that was throwing him a party. But so I think it, I think this is this is it. Just comes. It always comes back to it. And I know because I run hockey fights that that it is just my my narrative. But but do you guys think that in a world in the '90s when Marshawn just gets grabbed by another dude and dropped in a fight, that this that this conversation of does the league need to suspend him never happens? Well, Marshawn wouldn't have done it unless he. Ex- didn't expect a fight after. If this he is the would 90s. have, yeah. he would have sort of got dropped a couple shifts later. He got away. Well done. You got away. Everybody was already paired up. You can't really extend that scrum any further. Well, that's, somebody be looking for him later on. That's why I think he skated away because he knew that he can't get in. He can't get engaged with if he's no. He's smart. Lines. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Sometimes so. he crosses the line. I agree with you. But look at some of our favorite players. Like I wore a number ten when I was a kid growing up because there's Essa Tikin in his number. I love Tikin. Tikin did that shit all the time. He'd sit there yap at you, man. That's the way hockey is supposed to be played. Well, and speaking of Tikin too, because it was it was interesting for me because the outrage, and I know it's because Brad Marchand's name is attached to it. The outrage Twitter was outrage. huge on oh, Twitter. God, Twitter outrage. And then the next night, Brock Nelson. Uh, right after Josh Bailey scored his goal to the head tie tap? the game one no. one, the head tap. He escapes by uh, Curtis McElhaney and gives him a little tap yeah, on the perfect. head. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You and don't then, like it? And then you beat him. They beat him. You know who he had to face? Dougie Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton goes Hamilton in, shoves goes in for the little like collision there, and then kind of shits his pants a bit and like <laughs> yeah. kind of pulls away. Oh, that yep. guy. And I think that was actually maybe Dougie had kind of saw him, but I think uh, the Islander guy he did his thing, head down, yeah. took a tight turn around the net. And now, oh, dude's right here. Oh, shit. And they kind of run into each other. Well, you're going to defend yeah. yourself a little I, bit. I love Change it. Change your act the right way. They won the yeah. game. That's exactly. the ultimate. Yeah. It was you don't Letty, like right? it. Just beat the other team. But the I love the Letty, move. Yeah. The oh, thing yeah. I didn't. I, I love it's how like when Smitty, uh, What did Smitty do to Jaguar? To Jaguar. Oh, he, I think he just stood in front of him. Yeah. That was good. But I mean, you're also down 2 nothing in the series at that point. You got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not. I don't think you have the. You, you didn't take a penalty. 
No, I know. What he, if you I don't think the, he has the right to be off, that cheeky because... What if he pissed off the goalie like Smitty did Jaguar? Yeah. Jaguar went nuts after. Yeah, what if yeah. that isn't Dougie him. Hamilton? What if that is someone else and they go and take a penalty yep. on... What, what, Letty, you said? Yeah. Well, then that's the win. Nelson. Nelson. Oh, Nelson. Exactly. But I think I would have loved it so much more if the Islanders were up 2 nothing on the series and then he gets cocky and cheeky and taps the goalie on the helmet. But you're like, down. I don't think he no, you're no, down. You're I, trying I to think get you do, you, you do it. It's better. It looks better if you do it when you're down than when you're up. Yeah, and you you're, when you're, you're up, up yeah. it's arrogant. When you're down, you're trying to... It's gamesmanship. Yeah, it's, yeah you're trying then, to fire up the other other side. They lost anyways and yep, he got exactly. embarrassed. You don't so, like Carolina, so Carolina wins. Yeah, Perfect. That's exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. This eye for an eye. You got to suspend this guy. You got to get... This guy's got to take a... He's got to get a retribution somehow. Beat him. Yeah. Don't let him do it to you. Do something back. Don't sit here and expect the fucking uh, upper office to suspend and, and handle penalties that way. Deal with it on the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be dealt with. But I mean, this NHL, it's... It's not the NHL, it's society now. No, Everybody it's, it's... has to be like, this is the worst thing in the world. We but say then... there's no bullying. We say everything's so bad about bullying. Now look at Twitter going after Marchant. They're doing exactly... They're bullying the hell out of him. But then you see last night, so we've had this kind of faux rage, and then we've had the no rage and all that faux kind of rage. thing. <laughs> and then last night, uh, the, wow, why the am puck, I, the, oh, the Columbus off, Blue Jackets, yeah, they, the they bounced the a puck off the netting. The referees missed it. All four referees conferenced afterwards and said they didn't get it. And nobody started tweeting out no. how bad this is, and these refs should not be into next well, season. I wanted to take, I wanted to take I you on a task on that so, one, Rick. Okay, yeah. Because you were, because uh, you were, you brought up the fact that nobody that was goal, upset about that, that. Directly, I don't know. I led saw to a goal. Las Vegas did not directly lead to a goal. And if we say it did, then the Oilers' power play last year was perfect, or penalty kill was perfect because the only ones that were that we let in was because of the ref. And if you didn't make the call, we wouldn't let the puck in. Yeah, but it, I think I think you're. I see what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying. And we talked about it a little ad nauseum last week, yeah. but but without you because perfect. Oh, that was I, I wish, was, yeah. I wish I you'd have been here. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were <laughs> hyping that up but on our in our own chat there, uh, <laughs> getting ready to go. But I think the situation's very different. It's not a game seven. It's not. It's not with minutes left to go in the game. Then it shouldn't. Be, it should, it you can't do call. that though. You, can't, this is, I, you can't. Can someone explain to me what happened? I didn't. Okay, so the puck goes. The puck, puck goes, goes into the net over the glass. In the, hit the net. Hits comes back down. Hits the, hits edge the, of the ice. Netting. Quick pass. Scores a goal. Columbus the Bruins, scored. The Bruins had stopped yeah. playing. Some of them had stopped, stopped playing. Yeah, and they a were looking bit, for. Enough, they right. were looking for the calls. You know, putting their hands. And up then the, the refs reviewed it, and they allowed no, the goal. No, you can't review it. So no, no, sorry. The refs. So the refs, the refs let the play keep going. Yeah. Hit the net. Very obvious. I mean, if you're on the ice, it's probably not as obvious. I get why they didn't miss it. I, the fact they always get it is blows my mind. Yeah. So it hits the net, comes down. Columbus gets the puck, makes one pass, scores the goal. And then the goal counted? Yep. Okay. The goal counted because the four referees con- convened and none of them had seen it. So they couldn't. There's or they, they convened and said, okay. Now, because it got put out, the, it got tweeted out like the rule book and said now. the So it's already in the rule book. If it go, the, it counts. Or sorry, you can review it if it goes off the net, directly in the net, or off the goalie and in the net, or off the net, and the player that put it off the net gets the puck back and then scores. Now, those are two times you can review a goal to see if it hit the net. But they did Because didn't. it didn't, because it hit the... So it was shot by player X, hit the net, came back to X, X passed to Y, Y scored. 
That is not reviewable. Because it didn't go directly in. So you're saying that the, they couldn't review it because... They can't review it because there's only two times you can review puck off the netting, and that's one off the net, directly in, or off the goalie and in, or two, X net, X goal. But still, the refs didn't know it even left the rink. We don't know that because they got in their talk and they could have said, well, I, I think it did. I think it did. We should review it. Wait, no. These are the only two no, times no, no. you can review this. We can't review but it. But if therefore. a ref thinks he saw it go and hit the net, wouldn't that just kill it right there? No, because you think. So then you're like, yeah, they got want, it. Let's, let's review confident. it. Okay, I think it may have. So let's review it to double check. And I think that was but you my can't review. It. Well, that was my takeaway from the whole the Golden Knight situation too. Is that the refs need to be able to use video review as a tool to help them get the calls right if they're not sure. Yeah, See, that that five minute match penalty was. I think he cross checked him in the head. No, it's a horrible call. I get it. And you know why we're in that spot? Because the NHL is so soft right now. If someone goes down like that, you assume there's a, a massive a massive issue and you have to call it. If it was an actual cross check and the ref didn't call it, he'd be screwed just as bad. Unlike the S at Lindell play. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good. Oh, my God. I loved it. The first was I an actual it. call. The second one, he put a stick on him, pushed him just to see if he's going to do it again. He flopped. I didn't know there was two separate incidents. No, no, I saw the one. Yeah, yeah. cross check the first one. one. He goes oh down. God. So that set, should have been called. So I'll set the, the, the play for everybody. Pushed him. Uh, so so Robert Bertuzzo and Essa Lindell were engaged in a in a puck battle behind the net. Uh, Bertuzzo cross checks Lindell and like Lindell you see goes down all the time. Bertuzzo then cross checks Lindell again. No, the second one or wasn't puts, a cross check. Okay, okay. He like, sorry. He was seeing if he's he going to do it again. He hits him with his stick. He pushes him. Lindell flops down and gets up. Looking around, they're both looking around for a call at this point. Bertuzzo then again that puts was the his stick on him. That was the chest push, and then he dove back like he's playing soccer. And he dove soccer. back, and then uh, the whistle gets blown because there's a penalty coming, and uh, Bertuzzo then gives him a chop to the face or towards the face reason, region, which then puts down Lindell again. So then, as Jay alluded, Karma. later on in the game, Karma. Uh, the, the game is tied with about two and a half minutes left to go. Uh, Maroon is in front of the net, gives Lindell a shove like you like you see probably 40 50 times a game. Yeah. Lindell goes down again with the shove and Maroon is left in front of the net by himself. The, the referee's the looking at the hell referee's looking at, uh, at hell the whole play. Shot. Hell of a shot. And, the and big snipes man. snipes a corner a corner shot there. So yes, so people were saying that there was a lot of karma on that play. So Chris, you good. were saying you loved it? Part, like if you're going to dive like that I'm sure he assumed he was getting a penalty but I just I just thought it was, was hilarious for the penalty, he yeah. dived three times in a row and that's almost just being cheeky and like trolling him sure he made the ref look like an idiot and he the deserved the ref honestly so the first one should have been called if you don't call that yep. call the second one both yep oh yeah and no the ref played it well he gave both and, I've, and I, I think it was Kerry Fraser that said it the anybody who's embellishing should get extra two yeah, Should so be four minutes so for embellishing. Down. I'd be fine. You're honestly the integrity of the whole entire league you're pulling through right now. The Whereas thing the is, other, the though, other penalty is just that's eh, a fight for the puck. But the referee did do the perfect thing on the goal. He, if it was anybody else other than Lindell, he probably calls that a penalty. I don't think he call that a penalty. He might. He, you have the, you have the argument there, but you know that the referee saw it was Lindell and was like, well. You uh, you live by that sword, you die by that sword. Yeah, he yep. like in the, in the NFL and football. Yeah, that's a push off. You're gonna get pass interference. The NHL, uh, there's not a penalty. There's nothing in the book that says you can't do that. Fair enough. Well, I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for another edition of the ON Radio podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sherwood Ford, the Giant, and the Pog Store. Thank Laurel for the uh, the hot new hit. 
and uh, yep, show to work Damien. Best wishes. Best wishes? Welcome, team. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 